0: Welcome to the Community Group Leadership Podcast, where we help community group leaders become better together. I'm Tyler Chernesky, and I'm so grateful that you're tuning in. Our hope is that each one of these podcasts... Uh, might contain some content that help us take steps forward in making community groups places where we grow in our relationship with God, with one another, and with our neighbors, both local and global. So today, I'm going to be speaking with Tim Spanberg and Naya Cuevas from our Shawnee Mission Campus. And Tim and Naya have been the brilliant minds behind the two sermon series that we're going to be engaging during this community group session. Uh, so we've invited them here today so that they can give you a little bit of a glimpse into what they were thinking as they constructed these sermon series, and also so that may might help us think well about how we might engage these sermon series together in the groups as we lead them. And so Tim and Naya, honestly, thank you so much for taking some time to be with us in the studio today.
1: It's great to be here, Tyler.
0: Yeah, good to be with you. Yeah, now now, Tim... I'd love to start with you maybe just to give us all some context. You've been a campus pastor at Christ Community for a while now, and I know that you've been behind a good number of our recent sermon series, and so could you give kind of all of us just a little window into how we create an architect sermon series here at Christ Community?
2: Yeah, so we start with a conversation with um, senior pastors and campus pastors generally, and and decide like what are the themes or books of the Bible we want to look at. And, and from there we kind of pick, um, a campus pastor who generally will work with another pastor on staff. Um, so in my case, I work with Naya on our Jeremiah series. Um, uh, and then uh, we'll go out, we'll create the content and pick the passages, the flow, all that, um, take it back to the teaching team that let them look look over it, speak into it. And and then we're generally good to go by then. Yeah, this is something I've really loved. I mean,
0: witnessing during my residency, I think it's unique to Christ community, but kind of all the the minds coming together, making some decisions, someone getting some creative liberty to explore on their own and then presenting it back. I, I hope that it leads to kind of quality sermon series here. And I've, I've seen good, good fruit from it. Now, during this particular community group session, uh, we're going to be wrapping up our time in the Story Worth Living series, which I know you were architected, Tim, and then launching a new series in the book of Jeremiah called Life A Task Too Big for Us. Uh, that you and Naya worked on together. And so we thought it'd be helpful, listeners, to give us all a little window into each series, and particularly into what we were hoping each series might accomplish in the lives of those who attend our church. And then I'd love to have a little dialogue about how we see community groups uh, supporting that task of spiritual formation uh, that takes place through these sermon series. So I, I'd love to start with just a little uh, dive into the Story Worth Living series. Uh, Tim, Can you remind us what were you hoping to accomplish when you outlined that particular series, our series in Genesis?
2: Yeah, so generally in the fall we will do a topical series, kind of right when school's going back. um, Try to to think through like what's what's a question or what's like a theme people are thinking through, and and a story worth living. um, Kind of there were three three hopes behind that. Um, This will not be a three point sermon, but three three (laughs) things. Uh, uh, But first is is just this this idea that we. Like this, the culture is telling us stories um, and trying to get us to live into those stories. And I think oftentimes we think the culture is giving us ideas or like things they want us to do. But the reality is they they're they're telling us stories. And what we wanted to do first was was just we need to recognize the stories we are telling um, and we're hearing. And so that that was that was the first hope was for people to recognize the stories the culture is trying to sell them, trying to tell them, trying to get them to live into. And then secondly, uh, was to see just how the gospel interacts with those stories. I think as Christians, we might be tempted to say, oh, those stories are all bad, and we shouldn't listen to them, and they're all all lies. Um, But the reality is that these stories are compelling to us because they have truth to them. And and so our hope then was kind of like, let's take Genesis and let Genesis be a lens through which we see each of these cultural stories we were being told. And what we find as we look at those stories is, on the one hand, there's something deeply true about all of them that... I think you can find in Genesis one through three. Um, but there's also something deeply broken and fatally flawed to each of those stories that if you live these out, you're gonna your life's gonna break down. Things aren't gonna go the direction you you want to go. And yet the the good piece of that story is ultimately fulfilled in in the gospel and in in a life lived for for the glory of God for Jesus. So so, you know, hope one was, hey, recognize these stories you're you're being told and people are trying to convince you to live into. Secondly, well, how does the gospel interact with those? those stories, and then thirdly, our hope is is most importantly that people would then live into the gospel story, that their lives would be most shaped um, by the gospel story itself, which again isn't not that we have better ideas as Christians that we should believe and do. I mean, that's true, but more importantly, we have a story, creation, fall, redemption, new creation, that had a beginning. We're living in the middle point of it and has it has a direction. And that's the story we should be living our everyday lives out of. The decisions we make, the the places we go, the people we spend time with should should shape our lives should be shaped in those spaces by by the story of the gospel. Yeah. Gosh, Tim,
0: just hearing you re-articulate what our goals were, it gets me excited. Uh, to think about continuing preaching in this series. I mean, it really is, really, really is um, a powerful, powerful series. Naya, I'm wondering if you have any insight. How can you see community groups as we're discussing these sermon series in our community groups through conversation starters? How can you see community groups uh, joining in the process of spiritual formation that we're hoping is happening through this sermon series, particularly uh, recognizing these cultural narratives and then encouraging folks to embracing maybe the gospel story a little bit more with their lives?
1: Yeah, you know. I- In my short time at Christ Community, it's been three months now. And one of the things that I've just been blown away with is how Christ Community does community groups. I mean, I come from a context where community groups was not something I had. I never had a small group. I never had the opportunity to dialogue after a sermon with a group of people and to ask questions and to just tell them, you know, where my heart was and things like that. And so, you know, Tyler, we can't counter culture by ourselves. Um, We Mm. do need one another. And I think with the stories that we're being told from culture, we can't just dissect those by ourselves and think that we're going to be able to come out with a different result. And I think having the ability to go somewhere, hear what we're hearing, and also just seeing how the culture plays into our lives, how we've bought into those narratives, and then seeing how the gospel can transform that, but also doing that within community, because that's the only way true formation can actually happen, is in the social context. And so I think, yeah, I the series, I mean, even last week, Tim preached a sermon that I, I mean, I was bawling there, you know, because it was just powerful. And I, I think it's really helpful that we can then process that in a group of people and they can affirm the gospel truths in your life. Cause we do need that as we continue on.
0: Yeah, I love you mentioning that social role of spiritual formation. The fact that something impacts you deeply on a Sunday, don't just stuff it or ignore it, but bringing that to a group and saying, hey, this raised XYZ in my life, or this made me think, gosh, this is a cultural narrative that I really buy into. Uh, That kind of vulnerability and then allowing others to encourage you or redirect you or affirm, like, yeah, you need to dive deeper into that. I mean, that is so valuable for. And that's what we want in our groups for them to be environments of growth spiritually. So I, yeah, that's dead on. I think you're right. We need to be identifying what these series are doing to us and then bringing that into groups. Thanks for that. And Naya, I know, too, that you played a big role with Tim in creating our next series, so this Community Group Session Bridges 2 series. Uh, We're going to be in Jeremiah next, and the title of that series is Life, a Task Too Big for Us. Can you give us uh, a brief overview about what that series will explore um, and how we're hoping that it might have an impact on our congregation?
1: Yeah. I mean, when Tim came up to me and said that we're going to craft a sermon series on Jeremiah together, I was really excited and thrilled um, just because I think Jeremiah is a unique prophet. And as you know, we were working through it and thinking about, okay, what what can we glean from his life? How can we do this? And there was just one thing that kept, at least for me, just kept coming up that I was just struck by was that Jeremiah's life was impossible. Like he he had a life or a call on him that he couldn't do. Like he cannot do it. And it's the only prophet, I believe, where we have like a chapter where God is affirming him, calls him out, right? Tells him, hey, I knew you when you are in your mother's womb. This is what you're going to do. I'm going to be with you. And it's because when you read the book of Jeremiah, he's about to enter into these hard places that he cannot seem to get out of it without the reminder and the reality that God is going to go before him and give him the strength and lead him and so then I was thinking well aren't our lives like that like if we actually really think about it for a second isn't the Christian life that way isn't it really just a task that is too big for us and don't we need the spirit don't we need those reminders don't we need to remember that God has called us into something and he's gonna be there with us that he's gonna walk us through it and so I hope that as we embark in this series and as we learn about the life of Jeremiah, that our congregation can have a sense of relief that it's okay that the life is too big, you know, that it's okay that it's a lot. Um, But then the affirmation that God promises to strengthen us and gives us his spirit to accomplish it and all glory at the end goes to him. And that's what, that's what matters.
0: Amen. I know I need that reminder in my life right now, so I am, gosh, cannot wait for that to begin. Um, in light of those goals, though, in light of the goals of thinking about life being a tax too big for us and thinking about how God promises to go with us, uh, Tim and Naya, what do you think community groups leaders could consider doing and emphasizing and incorporating into their groups uh, during that series as we seek to encourage our congregants and spiritual growth? Any, any thoughts there?
2: Well, probably one thing for the, the Jeremiah series is hopefully— this kind of open a door for conversation for like what what is the thing that's too big for you? And I mean, our hope for go- groups are always vulnerability and a sense of honesty. And I think all of us like have things that we're looking at in our lives. We're like I can't do like I can't do that, but we you know we act as if we can and yeah. and put up a front. And and so I think for gr- for group leaders, I think you know I think this is a really good season for prayer in particular, um, but also just a space of of kind of. Kinda, just humbly finding ways to pull out from people what what's too big for you um, right now. And alongside that then is a sense of like, we're already supposed to live that way, like a sense of dependence on God, um, his spirit to empower us into, the, into life, just just daily life. Um, and so I think, I think this could be a really good series with groups if there's a sense of vulnerability and prayer and space for people um, to lean into what's too big for them and, and how, how they need to be dependent on God in the season of life.
1: Yeah. And I would just like to add to that. I would hope that in the midst of all of being vulnerable and going together as groups and things like that, that they would be expectant Um, that they would be expectant to see how the spirit can lead them and guide them and help them through this time of life when (laughs) life's tasks are just too big or when life in general is just too much, that they would be expectant to see the spirit just work in their lives in ways that they've never either noticed or just never. He never has before.
0: I am just so, I mean, this is so helpful for me to have this time with the two architects here, thinking through the series where we're going. And as I'm putting it together in my mind, it feels like the first part of this session is a great space for people to feel a little bit of challenge uh, in terms of the cultural narratives. And so I could see groups doing things, you know, really owning up to narratives we've bought into, processing that as a group. So a little bit of challenge up front. The second half of this session seems really helpful for a little encouragement, a little direction, a little affirmation in the task that God's called us towards. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's so helpful for me to think about gosh, how, how could a community group join with what we're doing on Sunday mornings and really lead people through that spiritual forming process of feeling a little challenged by God's Word and then also real encouraged as we head out to whatever that task is that God's called us to do that feels big and weighty and difficult, but certainly that God's going to enable us to do and be with us as we go for it. So honestly, can I just say thank you both yes for being here at this time, but also for uh, creating, architecting, being behind these two sermon series. I am excited and yeah, had to use your word, expectant uh, for what God could do through them in the life of our church. And then to these community group leaders here with us, uh, can we just ask together, we're asking as a pastoral leadership team, that you think about how your group can come alongside this goal of spiritual formation. We want every sermon series to form our people. How can you come alongside these goals uh, and what we're praying for and asking God to do as we engage the Genesis narrative and as we engage Jeremiah? I mean, think about ways your groups can play into that and encourage growth uh, in these community groups that you lead that's that's our hope and that's our prayer and so uh thank you tim and i again for your input thank you leaders for the way that you lead so thoughtfully and well we hope this content will be helpful uh, as you engage these series together with your groups so join back with us next time as we continue to talk about ways we can be better together leading and shepherding our people